0: folks, and welcome to the Y2Stay Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Perry. This is episode four, Lighting the Way. This is a recording of a conversation I had with high school teacher Ian Fogarty and some of his students from Riverview High School in Riverview, New Brunswick. As you'll hear in the conversation, Ian has spearheaded a program at Riverview High School called Current Generation. Now, this is an after-school program where students can take some of the science and the mathematics they learn in the classroom and apply it to help solve some real-world problems. Presently at Current Generation, these students are engineering and building small, solar-charged LED lights and distributing them to students around the world, who then use them to study by after the sun goes down. Now, in the first segment of the conversation, you'll hear from Beth Stevens, Brooklyn Kane, and Kaylee Bourgeois, three students in the Current Generation program at Riverview High School. In the second half, I spoke with Ian about the program, its origins, and how he sees a program like Current Generation fitting into the education system in New Brunswick, going into the future. Now I first met Ian and some of his students in the spring of 2019 at the Canada Wide Science Fair in Fredericton. As luck would have it, we were working in uh, adjacent display booths. And it was there that I saw he and his students happily soldering wires and circuit boards and batteries and lights. And after we talked a bit, I got to know a little bit about the program and what he was doing. I feel very fortunate that Ian and his students were able to make some time for me so we could record a conversation. The musical guest this episode is Kayla Trites, also a student at Riverview High, and she's singing the song, Someone to Lava. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Ian Fogarty and some of his students from the Current Generation program. Welcome to the y 2 State <laughs> podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Perry, and I'm joined today by Ian Fogarty, an educator in Moncton at the Riverview High School, and also three of his students.
1: Um, Hi, I'm Beth. I'm in grade 10, and I've been in Current Generation for... Two, no, three years. Hi,
2: I'm Brooklyn. I'm a graduate this year, and I've been doing this since last year, so
3: a year now. Okay. Hi, I'm Kaylee. I'm in grade 12, and I've been doing it since grade 10, so two years ago.
0: So, lots of different experiences in in current generation. wondering if you could tell me uh, a little bit about what you find the the program is about. What's your, what's the main thing you take from the program?
1: The main thing I take from the program is meeting people in, in uh, older grades and uh, from different backgrounds and all over the world. I also gain experience with engineering and designing and exploring like new ideas, because here you're not really scared to try new things or invent new things. Okay. Yeah, I agree,
2: honestly. I never thought th- about doing anything that had to do with engineering, and then I got into this. And I've just had so much fun with it. The people you get to meet, just knowing that I'm helping people all over the world makes me feel so good about myself, and I love it so much.
3: Yeah, kind of like um, using what we learned in school and getting together with other people to help other students
0: around the world. Uh, Now, in a practical sense, what what does that look like? I mean, we're talking in kind of the the broad abstract. Uh, Tell me, day to day, when you come to the lab here, what what is current generation? uh, what do, you, what do you see when you come to the lab? What kind of things are you working on?
1: Um, it really depends on what the goal is and what the people need. So we have a Skype program where we normally Skype with the like, students across the world, and they tell us what kind of lights they need and what kind of lights they want and what didn't work with the last one. So normally we go off of their feedback, or we try and invent something new and like develop a new project. or we work on the old one just to try and make it as efficient and as good as possible for the students across
0: the world so you're working on variations of of lights yes right and and uh what's the driving force or what's the reasoning uh behind making these lights and and providing them to to uh people in developing countries
3: so worldwide about 1.3 billion suffer from light poverty so that means that there are some nights where they don't have um, access to clean sources of electricity and therefore like once they get home from school they kind of don't have any light so they can't do their homework, which can have a big impact on their education.
0: What disciplines, what part of school uh, you're learning in school, the regular curriculum, do you think you've brought over and, and been able to apply to the current generation program?
1: Definitely collaboration, mm-hmm. very much so. Cause you have to learn to like work with different people, and even I didn't know a lot of people when I came into the club. So you have to learn with, learn to work with people who maybe you don't really know that well, and just learn to make the best product possible, like with a team, cause it's definitely a team effort. Like you can do it on your own, and you need to like learn how to take others' ideas into account when you're making a light, cause you can't just say like, oh, this is how I want to do it. Like, I'm just doing it my way. You need to really work with the team.
0: So when you say collaborate, you're collaborating with folks on your team. And anyone outside of that you collaborate with?
1: Yeah. Like I said earlier, we Skype across the world. So we collaborate with people from other schools. Like, there was one time when we were collaborating with a school in the UK and in Colorado. So there's lots of different... People that we collaborate with from lots of different backgrounds, which I think honestly makes it like the program a lot more diverse and it keeps us like fresh because it gives us like different views on different cultures around the world.
0: Tell me a little bit about going back. How how was it you came to find out about the current generation and the program Mr. Fogarty has here?
1: So
2: one day I was sitting in chem class and Mr. Fogarty came in and started talking about this program called Current Generation and how what he was doing was helping people all over the world and I have always been interested in like volunteering and stuff like that I do quite a bit of it and I thought this was just something super cool because I could take what I was learning in school and put it towards something that could help other people so I started going after school I went the first time and I remember we went the first time we went we stayed for like two hours because we were just enjoying it so much i didn't realize how much fun it could be to like solder lights and make <laughs> all that fun stuff we stayed for so long and it was just really interesting to me
1: um so i was at a science competition it, it was called the youth entrepreneurship challenge and mr fogerty was there with a couple of other students and i was there pitching a project about a different light And he came up to me and he was like, oh, I have a project about like these lights. And then I was super interested because I wanted to learn more about soldering and engineering because that was something that I kind of had a little bit of interest in. But after I came here, I just became really passionate about the idea of using my learning and science to help people because before I wasn't really interested in science or math. I just thought it was kind of something that you had to get done to get into university. But now I'm like learning that it can be so much more and it can do more than just be great on paper.
3: Um, so when I was in grade 10, uh, we were working on a 3D design project and I was very interested in design and I was pretty good at it and wanted to learn more. Um, so my teachers told me that I should try out this program. And as soon as I went, I knew like, I enjoyed learning from other people and I enjoyed uh, just collaborating with other people to make lights.
0: So yeah, do do you want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the some of the uh, activities outside of school, like the the Maker Fair and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. So last year we got the opportunity to go to New York for the Maker Fair, and not only was it super cool to go to New York with a group of students, it was also really cool to see all the other students around the world creating all these super cool projects. But also to know that even though we're from Riverview, New Brunswick, we can still do it and we can still compete on a world stage. Cause like you go to New York and you see all the skyscrapers and all these like awesome buildings and like these people in suits and you're like oh my goodness this is so much better than Riverview, <laughs> but then when you go you <laughs> see that Riverview is pretty cool because you have this and you can compete no matter where you're from.
0: For the for the folks I think I have a a rough idea, but for the folks who are listening who maybe don't know what a Maker Fair is, can you kind of give me your take on what you feel like a Maker Fair is? Uh,
3: it's kind of like a really big science fair with different uh, projects from around the world, different companies. <coughs> I know there was a Google tent there and they're all like there to present something that they did.
0: You mentioned the Maker Fair. This was last year in, in New York mm-hmm. and I am given to understand that there's a, a big Maker Fair that you have been asked to attend in Europe. Tell me more about that.
2: Yes, so this year we were accepted to go to the Rome World Maker Fair. European one and we're super duper excited about this not only because it's in a different continent altogether but because it's a new experience like we get to go and see all these different things like New York is super awesome but I feel like Europe is like a whole different kind Mm -hmm. because there's different people there's Mm. I feel like there would be more I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it'll
3: be like a different experience. Yeah, it'll be like a whole like different experience in a really good way. We get
2: to really extend that global reach of us trying to share what we're doing with the rest of the world, and I think it could just be a really amazing experience for all of us.
0: Mm-hmm. I get the sense that maybe it's not just not just a science fair and the competition part, but it really is mm-hmm. to, to share and yes. reach out to other, yeah. other schools and other To youngsters. just
2: show everyone yeah. what we're doing and how awesome it is and how yeah. anyone can do something awesome no matter where they live. Like, just because we live in New Brunswick doesn't mean we can't do this awesome thing for people
3: all over the world. It was kind of cool to see in New York, too, um, how, like, much of an impact we had on other people because everyone mm-hmm. combined, they'd take, like, um, we had, I think, little business cards and postcards, and they were asking us, like, how we get started mm-hmm. and, yeah.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. What, what do you think you brought, so the, the Maker Fair last year in New York with all the networking you did, what do you think you brought back from the Maker
1: Fair, um, Probably that it's okay to like communicate your ideas and kind of show off a little bit <laughs> and it's okay to show people cool ideas because then you get awesome feedback and it's okay to put yourself out there and be vulnerable because I get like I got a little nervous like what if people don't like it what mm-hmm. if like they think I'm stupid like a dumb blonde I went out there but then I go there and I get super <laughs> awesome feedback and it's really encouraging so I got that it's okay to put your ideas out there and explore new ones
3: we we got really good advice while we were there too about not like criticism but just kind of helpful feedback about maybe yeah. um, different ways we could 3d print or solder different things like that
0: yeah. so some practical mm-hmm. some practical skills for using yeah. For yeah. what you're doing excellent yeah. that's great so the hope is that uh, this will be just as fruitful uh, the, yeah. the trip to Rome
2: yeah. I'm hoping that's what we get out of Rome we get new ideas new everything yeah
0: so when you go to Rome, uh, you'll be showcasing the, the products that you produce uh, with current generation yes. yeah. mm-hmm. and some of the connections that you have with other, with other folks in other countries. Yeah. Yep. yep. Great. And uh, when's, it, when's this trip again?
1: October <laughs> <Soon>. <laughs> of this year. <laughs> Counting <Yes. and> sleeps.
0: <laughs> How do you think it both has changed the way you see the world and schooling and, and work?
1: I find I'm learning that girls in engineering are super awesome and there are girls in engineering because before I just thought that like I couldn't name a female scientist before I joined this club and I never learned about any female scientist but now I'm learning about tons of awesome biomedical engineers or surgeons that are all female and also like some really cool male ones but I'm also learning about like there are awesome female engineers out there and it's not just, like the STEM field isn't just a man field. Like there's tons of job opportunities and tons of space where I could benefit or where Brooklyn could benefit or where Kaylee could benefit. Like it's not just for super smart old white guys. (laughs) 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 Women can do anything men can do.
0: Do You you found it benefits your studies as well, makes you think in a different way?
1: Yeah, um,
3: definitely. It kind of like, got me interested in engineering in the first place and we also do a lot of things like writing letters and doing presentations and stuff which has helped a lot with not even like my science and math classes but English and being able to do public speaking or write uh, technically not
2: even just in the classroom it's helped with my speaking abilities Mm -hmm. my (laughs) writing abilities just like in the real world I feel like I can communicate better I feel like I can really just prove myself a lot more than I used to be able to
0: Uh, How do you think the experience here at current generation will shape where you're going to go from here?
1: I think it'll really help, like, working with different people from different backgrounds. Like, working with someone who's a grad when you're only in grade 9 can sometimes be intimidating. But after a while, like, you learn a lot from them. Like, I learned a lot from the grads last year, and I learned a lot from the grads this year. And it's just fun because you learn to make friends with people that you wouldn't really make friends with, but also learning about different cultures around the world. Because I find it's a problem that in Canada we get way too comfortable. Mm. It's easier for us to just walk in and turn on a light, but it's a lot, it's a huge problem, and it's a necessity for people around the world, and they don't have that luxury, and we take it for granted. So I think it definitely makes me more culturally aware about what's going on around the world, which is a huge benefit, I think.
0: And and going into the future, how do you think it will uh, shape how you approach your further studies and and work?
1: I think I'll be more excited about my future studies because I'll know that studying isn't just for myself. And when I learn, I can make those connections now that I can before. Like now when I'm learning electrical circuits in class, I won't just be sitting there like, Oh my goodness, when am I ever going to use this? I'm going to know this can really help someone and this can change a life across the world.
2: So something I think I've really taken from this is I have really just realized how lucky I am and how unfortunate some people are in other countries. It showed me how to be compassionate, it showed me a lot of things that I never felt before. And I think it's just made me a better person all in all. Like over the past year, I feel like I've really like improved myself as a person just because of this awesome program.
0: to stay podcast. I'm your host Aaron Perry and I'm joined today by educator Ian Fogarty who teaches at Riverview High School. Hi Ian.
4: Hi Aaron, how are you doing? Thanks for appearing on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here.
0: So you have a program here at Riverview High called Current Generation. I guess start off by telling us a little bit about that.
4: So Current Generation has a, a bunch of layers to it. Um, on the superficial part, it's a, a chance for kids to use their learning to do good in the world. Um, so uh, our first clients, if you will, were Haley and Maria from the Dominican Republic. They live in light poverty, so when the sun goes down, they have no access to clean light. Uh, they want to be doctors, but it's really going to be really hard for them to get into med school without being able to study. Um, and so how do, you, how do you do your homework? How do you uh, prepare yourself academically when it's dark? So they can um, burn candles if they have candles. Um, they've burnt their hair twice by trying to study by candlelight. Uh, you can burn brush, which is an environmental and health concerns. And, or you can be- burn kerosene, which is very terrible for you to try no, and study I was by. going to ask you what you meant by clean light. Yeah. So, yeah. so um, a chance to have, you know, we, we have relatively clean electricity and have we don't have to worry about suffocating or fumes when we have our, our electricity on our lights, um, at least at the local level. And uh, so they need to, they need to have a, a solution. So that's something our kids can do. Um, so they learn how to 3D print. They learn how to do some design. They learn how to do some electrical engineering, some soldering. And they make these lights, and they ship them off. Um, and so that's the, the superficial part, but it gets, a, it gets much deeper than that. Um, Talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, so, one, there's a Global Citizen piece. Uh, It's really important to us that we create relationships with our our field testers. Um, And so we make these lights that are imperfect and they in Canada, but how they work in in Sierra Leone or in the Dominican or wherever they're going is a different thing. So we build these relationships with um, with our field testers out and about. And this brings uh, one. It finishes the design thinking cycle, right? So you make something you have to have it tested to see how it's going. So we have that part. But it also creates these authentic relationships, um, these relationships between, between students around the world um, that are, you know, kind of void of the filters of the media. And what you see on the media sometimes is uh, not necessarily uh, a full story. And so now they get to talk to friends, and, and uh, this creates a change in their attitude, because uh, all of a sudden you stop you start talking about what does their school look like and what does their school day look like and what kind of things do they have to do and they start to realize fairly quickly that they're they're pretty privileged um and uh and so it changes their attitude a little bit so there's the global citizen part um and attached to that there's all a whole bunch of other competencies kinds of things so they're learning communication collaboration critical thinking uh, they make these designs. They have to work together. We have students who are teaching other students, so it's an interesting dynamic there. Uh, you have kids who are from different kind of social circles that are now all of a sudden interacting together and becoming really good friends, um, and uh, so you have this development of, of, of a person um, over and above the, the formulas or, you know, the test part, the
0: curriculum. Yeah.
4: So you mentioned a lot of
0: things that would traditionally fall outside of the the school curriculum was it a hard sell to to create the kind of environment that you're talking about where where these things could be brought into the kids lives like for example did you have to did you have to sell your idea to uh, be able to supply the kids with these kinds of skills outside of the necessarily outside of the classroom setting
4: so we've been we've been very fortunate uh, at Riverview high school and anglophone east and in the province in general uh, we've been pretty progressive in this, in this area for a long, long time. Uh, I started doing projects like this way back in 2006, and uh, I, every time I go and say this is what I kind of want to do, I always really have really good feedback. I get, get you know, uh, what do you need, what kind of release time do you need, what do you need to have, how do you need to work it, uh, and they've been very, my, my admin team at the local level and, and district and pr- provincial level have been very supportive. Um, and so it's been it's been a pretty easy sell. Uh, and then once you have a couple of success stories, when you start talking about individual kids and mm-hmm. how it's changed their trajectory, then there's not a lot of selling that happens. It it's, it just goes by itself. Right. You, have, yeah. you have a showcase. Yeah. Yeah. So th- right now the province has been working on uh, on the portrait of a learner and future ready skills, and it's it's kind of this this thing that's happening around the world where we talk about. Um, 21st century learning skills or uh, 2030 uh, skills from the OECD and all these competencies. Um, and it's a little uncertain on how you might do that at a high school level. And so current generation seems to be providing a little bit of insight on how that might happen. Uh, and so it's a practical example of moving. New Brunswick has been doing this for a little while and we're on a global scale We're we're pretty far ahead uh, worldwide
0: I, w- I wanted to ask you about that I, uh, before we started recording I mentioned to you that in your in your email we were emailing back and forth trying to set this up and and you said we're we're changing the way we do education and New Brunswick is at the forefront or something to that effect yeah and I felt like that was a bit of a teaser so <laughs> I, I, I had to know more I didn't know more. tell me more about that what you mean. sure
4: um, so the the nice thing about being a small province is that uh it, it it makes us nimble It allows us to be able to pivot and, and move uh, whereas perhaps other jurisdictions that are larger have uh have, it's uh, you know, harder to turn the train um so the focus that yes content is important and and you know from a high school my physics is important and i got to teach my physics formulas and that's good but also a shift in the idea that um in addition to some some foundational content we also need to think about communication and collaboration and critical thinking and puzzle solving and creativity and and you know trying to create innovators and trying to have an entrepreneurial spirit um kind of thing uh
0: i I guess i could uh, take it in another direction really sure Uh, so in the last few years we've uh, seen a a bit of a turn and maybe maybe it's perceived on my part but uh, public opinion has been a, a bit tough on on uh, educators and the education system in general. The reputation's taken a bit of a beating in the last uh, last few years. People see problems everywhere in the school system, and and I'm wondering I'm wondering how you maintain the optimism that you showed when you said that we're changing the way we we do education in New Brunswick, uh, and how do you square that with with uh, the public perception or part of the public perception, I guess.
4: That's a that's a good question. Um, yeah, we often hear you know how school hasn't changed since the the you know early 1900s and the industrial model, trying to create workers for the the factories, and and uh, you see pictures of, of kids in rows all the time, and and uh, this just doesn't seem to be their reality anymore. Um, if you go into a classroom. Particularly uh, around in Brunswick, you'll see lots of interesting things happening. You'll see kids doing different schedules. You'll see people finding their passions uh, and and being able to take these projects that they're passionate about and, and deal with uh, the number of courses that you can take now compared to the number of courses that you could take when I was in school uh, is is you know it's lots of diversity um, and and so we're we're changing things pretty nicely um, and we're on we got we got we got some work to do. Uh, everywhere in the world has some work to do, and we, we are making some good steps forward. But uh, yeah, it seems like there's finally some alignment between um, you know, the industry, what they kind of think they need, and the public, what they kind of think they need. And you know, teachers have known for a little while, a long time, what, what we kind of want to work towards. Um, and the policy level seems to, it, the stars all seem to be aligning in the last little while. Uh, where people have been talking about vision, but then not knowing how to make it practical, and we're starting to see this, this movement into it and, and, and happening and, and being in classrooms, and uh, that's that's really exciting to think about how this is going to work. So,
0: if if this is a this is the kind of thinking and, and program that might be uh, unfolded a little bit wider into other schools in New Brunswick or in the Maritimes, and Canada in general, uh, let's face it, not all. Not all schools are the same size and have mm-hmm. the same resources. And I asked your students, you know, what what words of encouragement they could give to youngsters who are maybe in a in a smaller school or a, a more rural school. Uh, what what would be what would be your thinking about a smaller school for, for an educator or a volunteer mm-hmm. to try to establish this kind of program in their school?
4: Um, I mean, I have a passion for 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 light um because I have a personal experience with students and, and haley marie and the dominican and and so that's that's kind of my thing that i'm interested in um but I, I think it's important to find to find a problem that that you're interested in um and you can act small you can act big but a, an action is a is a positive step forward uh, i don't think it takes a lot of people it generally doesn't take a a lot of money to get get started uh f- for doing ours, you need a soldering iron, and a little bit of solder and some lights and and you're good to go. Um, So, and and we don't have a big program. We don't have a lot of people doing this. It's a small group of of, um, passionate, uh, important people. I think it's a little bit about the entrepreneurial spirit. um, That idea of, I see a problem, someone should take care of that. Somebody else should take care of that problem. uh, As opposed to, no, I see a problem, I'm going to do something about it, um, be it big or small. I'm going to do some kind of action to, and not wait for somebody else to do that. And I think that's a, a very exciting attitude to have. Uh, I, th- I hope that's what we're trying to instill in, in our students. And if you're from a small town, then there's lots of problems for you to deal with that you can deal with on a right then, uh, right there. You know, you see a problem, you take care of it.
0: Let's circle back to the, the program you have here. How many students do you have involved on a, on an average year? How many students do you have in your program?
4: So there's a it, we it it trickles into the classroom, and so all of my physics students and uh, the grade ten students do a ele- section on electricity. So you'd have three hundred for about four hundred kids, uh, you know, be in contact with it at some level. But then we also have an after school program where kids come in, and they they work on their after schools when they when they want. Uh, and we would probably have about in a year, probably thirty or forty kids. Uh, and then we have a group of a core group of about eight or ten that are really dedicated, and they're there every week, and they're they're doing their thing it's all throughout the year. Yeah. So it's uh, there's a lots of different touch points and lots of different levels of of interaction.
0: So do they do they more or less self-select? Uh, there isn't a criteria for, for our no. To get
4: yeah, no. Anybody, the doors open. Come on in anytime, all the time. We'll have kids who. Um, I think the students talked about how surprised they were that they liked soldering so much. Uh, it's a little bit like staring into a fire. There's something really cool and magical that happens when you know, that, that solder, you know, uh, melts and then solidifies, and, and it's, it's very relaxing. So I have students now who will come in and. You know, mr Ford i had a tough day today and i just need to calm myself down and i need to solder a little bit and it, it's a little bit of therapy S- kind of yeah 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 <laughs> um and so it's you know uh, hands-on and and you got to use your brain a little bit but it's in a different way so it's uh, it's fun
0: oh good i asked uh, your students also about the about the maker fair uh, last year in new york and, mm-hmm. and also the one that. Uh, well, why don't to talk about last last year's uh, Maker's Fair, right?
4: So we were able to attend the the New York uh, the World Maker Fair, which was in New York, um, and uh, there was some skepticism about uh, would New Brunswick have a booth and, and would we be accepted? And oh,
0: skepticism on whose part?
4: Um, you know, as you walk around the street and what are you thinking of doing, and you know, throw out these ideas, and sometimes you get a little bit of pushback, and right. um, and uh, but anybody who knows our students, you know, they they believe. Uh, that they can they're more powerful than we give them credit for um, and uh, I think we surprised them fairly nicely uh, one of the things that they talked about that the organizers talked about was one how many girls were uh, involved with this um, and then two the philanthropic angle to this thing that we're doing um, so there was lots of cool things at the maker fair there was printers that printed in chocolate and there was a great <laughs> big robotic hand that would pick up cars and crush them and Excellent. lots of cool interesting <laughs> things right uh there's a guy who had a forge there and he, he made a um a horse that looked like uh, something out of the medieval times a, a armor and he made it on the spot over the weekend it was fascinating stuff wow but i just had a philanthropic kind of piece to it um and then it was 100 percent student run so i was there we had a soldering iron and so i had a fire extinguisher and was hiding behind for a safety issue. But <laughs> I think I answered one question, maybe two questions the whole weekend. Uh, Cause it was students in front of the booth, parents and kids and and other people were coming in. They were asking the questions, they were running it, they were doing the whole thing. And uh, and I was uh, a coach in the background and and at one point in time was just uh, uh, someone carrying the stuff. <laughs> wow. Um, and so it was uh, really empowering for them to be able to go and, and uh, you know, Compete as students against mostly adults, um, and then and then uh, you know the time the New York Times came and, and interviewed them and they were featured in their wow. special edition on learning and uh, the organizers came by and said we've been tracking you since we started and and every time we had a meeting your names came up we wanted to wow. see what was going to go on and <laughs> and uh, so that's yeah a, it, was, it was a big deal
0: that's well that's exciting for the students but yeah. for you too as well and I'm yeah. sure at the school yeah no it was great it's yeah. great.
4: Um, it was interesting what people learned about themselves. A couple of them you know, had never been on a plane before, never been in a big city before, and so they saw that there's a big world out there and they saw cool, interesting things, but they also saw that their things were interesting and cool too. Uh, so it was this inspiration as an empowering thing. Uh, one of our students was really shy um, and would never, never say anything in class, would never talk. And uh, so they were sitting back and, and uh, the other students who are more outgoing they were taking charge of things and after a whole day you kind of you know you gotta take care of your body so they took off to the washroom and left this shyer person (laughs) at the booth and and so i sat back and watched what was going to happen and my gosh magic came out uh they just kind of where did this come from and it was eloquent and it was it was in depth and it was great and it was talking to people and and that person really found their their moment and it was about halfway through day one uh, by the end of day two he's out in the middle of the crowd uh pointing people to the booth and and going out and getting people and bringing them in and and uh and then a little while later he ended up giving a talk in front of 300 people 300 adults at a big conference wow. um and you know we never would have done that before so you have these uh, aha moments. Um, one of our girls sat there and says, "You know, it was at the Maker Fair where I saw the swirl of the uh, solder, and I became a mentor for a little elementary school kid. And it was then that I knew I wanted to be an engineer. Wow. Um, and now she's doing engineering at at, uh, at a university now.
0: That that uh, must be incredibly satisfying as an educator."
4: Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, I think my job is less about teaching physics and more about uncovering passion and uncovering and talent and trying to f- convince kids that they're smart and and how is it that they're smart, uh, and uh, you know exposing them to different different things they would not have seen and and having them discover that I, I didn't know I was good at this. So I didn't know I was good at that. And so we've had some good success last year, and we hope to have the same success this year coming up uh, with that. a different group of kids yeah. so a similar idea uh this year it's in rome uh which is great um and uh a chance to again prove to new brunswickers that the rest of the world values us and and what we do is important and uh, and convince the kids that you can do good important work right here from new brunswick and uh and uh you know in addition to the the cool things in rome we'll take a couple of days and do the cultural, important historical kind of things that are there, but they're really going to work. Um, they're, they're gonna have to learn how to sew some tablecloths here shortly. So we're gonna <laughs> pull out a sewing machine and teach them how to sew. Putting in bobbins are gonna be tough. Um, we're gonna have to do some graphic arts and they're gonna have to make some posters. Uh, you know, and, and in order to compete, they gotta be professional looking posters. Sure. So we're gonna talk about complementary colors and, and design and that kind of stuff um they got to do some translations from english into french and italian now so we got to find some we got a we made contact with some italian students so we're gonna skype with them back and forth and, mm-hmm. and kind of go through the the nuances of doing that translation um and uh yeah and then they're gonna gonna go and perform so it's gonna be a few days of, of working hard behind the bench and
0: and that's near yeah. the end of October?
4: Uh, that's right after Thanksgiving. Oh, like okay. Where, yeah, we're wheels up in four weeks. Wow. Yeah.
0: How many students are you taking over with you?
4: Uh, at the moment, we're looking at three. Um, finances, we, we didn't find out until just recently that we're able to go. Um, and, uh, and finances are a little tight, and we're still doing lots of fundraising. Um, trying to uh, trying to catch that. Because uh, the trip is a little different. It's not not sitting on a beach somewhere. Right. Uh, right. They're, they're working while they're there. Yep. Um, and so we're trying to show our support, and the communities come through for us in the past, and we expect that they're going to come through for us again. Uh, you know, it takes a, a village, and uh, so it, it should be good.
0: Great, yeah. I mentioned to you before we started uh, recording as well one of the one of the ideas behind the inception of the podcast was um, how to try to keep youngsters and our youth uh, here in in the Maritimes, if mm-hmm. we can try to stop some of the out-migration and, and make, it a, make it a great place for people to s- not only to stay, but to come from away. Mm-hmm. How do you, we've, we've talked about this a little bit, but tell me how you feel this might be uh, a good okay. fit.
4: So th- yeah, it's a good question. There's a few layers. Um, one, uh, there's a good example, I'll start with a good example. Uh, there, one of my students last year came from, uh, came from far away and they were able to go anywhere they wanted to in Canada and they had done some research, and they decided to come here specifically for this high school. Uh, where we're going to move to, we could have gone to Toronto, we could have gone to Montreal, we could have gone to Vancouver. We came to Riverview, New Brunswick, specifically for a high school education at River High, uh, which is awesome and great and fantastic. <laughs> so um, I, I think we're on a good path, and we're starting to become recognized in New Brunswick as as, uh, as doing something good and, and different. Um, now, if we can recognize it ourselves, then that would be, that would be even better. Um, so more to your, so there's a little bit of proof in the pudding that it's starting to happen. Okay. Uh, the question is, is, how does this work? Um, I think we talked about it earlier, the idea of seeing a problem and then doing something about it, that I have power. Um, I have power to do something. And with this program, they Skype with somebody who's sitting in light poverty they go they design something they work on it they build it they send it and then it arrives and then there's feedback afterwards and so if your work isn't great then somebody's life is not as good which is a whole other pressure other than getting a a 72 or a 98 on a test right Right. (laughs) this has got to work um and so but when that happens and they get that skype feedback my work changed somebody now my person over there has a chance to do something that they couldn't do and they're so happy to receive this light because i did good work and and that's terribly empowering now if i can do good work with this what other problem do i have that i can solve Uh, one of my previous students said uh, the purpose of learning is to build capacity to do good in the world Um, it's not to go to the next level of university uh, hoop to jump through it's to do good um, so if we can build these innovators and these entrepreneurial, social entrepreneurial kind of mindset, then uh, life is going to be good. Sort of uh, creates, entrepreneurs are going
0: to create the opportunity for other people to stay who maybe aren't entrepreneurially minded.
4: Yeah. And then, and I think it's going to start, um, I think it's going to start growing. I think that uh, parents of kids who are think, thinking entrepreneurial will become a little bit more entrepreneurial. Um, a little bit more innovative thinking outside the box a little bit um, and understanding that they can uh, they can do business and they can uh, interact with a a global audience (laughs) so this happens uh while it's it's part of school it's not necessarily a school program um and so students work on this in in class but it's and and after school but it's not an official school program it's just something that we we built um, here together and, uh, but we are hoping to to expand it. We're hoping that other people will come by and and uh, and look at it. So we're trying to raise some some funds to be able to to create the resources. So if you're a, a new teacher and you've wanted to do this in the past, I've kind of coached and and created our own little starter kit and a couple of resistors and a couple of this and and sent them away. We've had really great success that way, one or two at a time. <laughs> uh, and if we want to grow, then we're going to have to. Uh, have to understand the the challenges of, of scaling.
0: So um, you're you're looking for funding for growth. Uh, yeah. Do you mean outside of the school system?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the school system is is uh, you know is beyond generally what they're they're going to be able to do for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, my school, my district, and my province has been very generous to me. Brilliant Labs uh, is a great program that has helped us out a bunch um brilliant labs is brilliant labs so brilliant labs is a a, another cool new brunswick convention um and it's a way for teachers to access uh resources and mentorship and funding for cool little projects that don't necessarily sit in the normal budget um and uh and so if you, you get a kid who thinks they want to do a this, but you didn't know in June when you do all your ordering that they want to do that, and now all of a sudden you need a widget, a gadget, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a way to, one, access some some stuff, right, get a, an Arduino or a micro bit or a, a thing, uh, but they also come with some really good uh, mentorship. So They can, you know, I might not know how to do a little bit of coding, or I might not know how to do mm-hmm. this or that, and they have people that can come in and help. and they. So they they're at arm's length uh, from the school system, but they're very involved in the school, and it's uh, it's a great. They've been very good to us, and they're doing some great work around the province. They've been so successful that they've expanded just recently to Nova Scotia and PEI, and Newfoundland. I think they're into Maine and Maine. I think they're further than that too now, where um, people are are taking that model and saying this is a great this is a great program. So. Um, but the, the goal is to not have to rely on those resources uh, for too much longer um, to be self-sustaining uh, on our own and so in order to do that a teacher would want to have a quick starter kit with some stuff. They would want to have a how-to manual, which is almost done. I need to find somebody who can professionalize so it a little you're bit. you working on this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably have about eighty or ninety percent of the words down, and the charts and the teaching part down. But I really could use some. I'm not a an editor, publisher kind of person. Um, and uh, we have a short little commercial now, kind of an inspirational video. So that's great. Uh, now, what we need to do is we need to document the change in culture. We need to document, uh, which is what this Rome part is about, uh, document the change that happens in kids over a year, over a couple of years, and trying to showcase the change in culture that we're looking for. Um, So it's not just a student labor um, soldering mill. (laughs) That's not what we're looking for. Um, But yet a chance to show um, the hows and the whys and the detail um, for culture. So we're trying to some fundraising to p- put that together right yeah
0: that's a lot to take on it's a lot to keep on your plate all at one time Ian
4: <laughs> yeah and I'm teaching full-time so <laughs> <laughs> oh there's that too <laughs> oh yeah uh so that, that's all good right it's good yeah
0: so Ian for the listeners maybe tell them where they can find you and and your uh and your program and your oh gigs. sure
4: yeah uh so we have a, a webpage, page uh, currentgeneration.org um, and we have a Twitter feed, um, it's can underscore gen, um, short for I can gen, I can generate or I canadian generate. Um, and um, yeah, my email is just ifoggs at gmail.com. And you keep a blog as well. And we keep a blog out there. Yeah, I have a personal blog um, and uh, foggs.ca slash WP. Um, but most stuff from current generation has its own dedicated spot.
0: Right on, yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks very much, Ian, for appearing on the Y Two State podcast.
4: No problem. Thank you for driving down on this great day. It's wonderful to have you. My pleasure.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So that was my conversation with Ian Fogarty, Beth Stevens, Brooklyn Kane, and Kaylee Bourgeois, who are heavily involved in the Current Generation program at Riverview High School. As I mentioned, the musical interlude was provided by Kayla Trites. As you heard, Ian and some of his students are headed to the 2019 World Maker Fair in Rome in October and they're busy at the moment planning and preparing and fundraising. Now, although Ian didn't ask me to mention this, if you are interested in helping support their fundraising efforts, you can get in touch with Ian, and I'm sure it would be much appreciated. If you didn't catch his contact information in the conversation, I'll list it all in the show notes, or you can contact the show at y2staypodcast at gmail.com, and I'll pass your information along to Ian. You can follow the show on the Facebook group Friends of the Y2Stay Podcast, or you can follow us on twitter at the handle at why to stay podcast please like and share the show on social media and rate and review it on itunes it really helps people find the show anyway that's all for this episode so until next time stay well and keep finding reasons why to stay
2: I'm the least knowledgeable here because I've been a part of this for like okay. the least amount of time. Well, if
0: it makes you feel any better, I'm the least knowledgeable here. So. <laughs> okay. <Yeah.
2: laughs> makes me feel a little bit better.
0: Well, good.